Hey everybody, uh, before we get into episode four of You Play We Don't, let's uh, let's talk about some background on it. Uh, first of all, I'd love to thank Roughneck Scarves, uh, your home for USL, MLS Club, fundraisers, anything like that related to scarves. Go check those guys out, roughneckscarves.com, as well as the Beautiful Game Network podcast, bgn.fm on the internet and uh, the bgn.fm on Twitter. Real quick, it is, uh, it's a really good episode with the Vice President of Marketing and Sales for Phoenix Rising FC, Sam Dorr. Um, one of the nicest guys on Twitter, for sure, and I'm happy to report that he is just as nice on the phone, if not nicer. Um, gave me a solid half hour of his time randomly during the day on Tuesday, and we talk about everything from you know how he got into the league and, and kind of some of his perspective on the league and things that are going well and some things that could change. Uh, and then we talk about that big all-star pitch that you might have seen on Twitter Monday night um, and that we talked about a little bit on our show yesterday uh, that came out Tuesday morning. So definitely uh, give it a listen. Let us know what you think. Feel free to, to hit us up at the USL show. Big thanks to uh, to Sam and the, and the folks over at Phoenix Rising for, for being accommodating and especially to him for setting it up so quick. It was pretty much a thing. Um, you know, I reached out to him about it like late Monday night and here we are Wednesday morning and we have it in the bag and ready to go. So Big thanks to Phoenix Rising. Best of luck on, on your season for sure. Um, it's been it's been a good run so far, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right, take care, Sam. Thanks so much for for taking time out to uh, to talk to me on this fourth episode of what I've been calling you play. We don't, but you don't play either. So I guess we're all on square footing. Yeah, you don't want to see me play. I mean, I get out there once in a while with the guys, but uh, no, I, I'd rather be uh, on your side of the fence. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, so I mean, um, I guess most people, maybe people not knowing you is the plan, but if that's the plan, you're doing a terrible job. Um, currently the VP of Marketing and Sales at Phoenix Rising FC, formerly uh, at San Antonio FC. I mean, I guess before we talk about the whole All-Star Game thing, kind of walk me through how you got in the USL and, and how that's been for you, because I mean, you've been in charge and kind of one of the public faces of two incredibly successful clubs in terms of, you know, fan bases and support and even just kind of online buzz. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, honestly, it's, it's been a blessing to be part of the USL and, and certainly those two clubs. I, I, I was with, uh, San Antonio Spurs sports and entertainment, uh, and then actually left there to, to go down the college athletic director route and was an assistant AD at a Division One institution and then got a call uh, from my old bosses at the Spurs telling me that they were going to start the soccer thing. And uh, they knew I had had a background in that. I'd, I'd worked with the soccer team at Akron when, when Caleb Porter was still there. And so, uh, you know, I jumped at the opportunity to, to go back to San Antonio and, and work for, you know, what I think is the best organization in sports with the Spurs and uh, was employee one of San Antonio FC, which made it really hard to, to leave there last sure. year when, when you're employee one and, and we're having success. So, you know, was there before we had even announced the, the name of the team, before we had a, a, a logo, before we had even the stadium deal done, et cetera. I mean, there were, there was points where we weren't even sure we were going to have the team ready to, to launch in time. Mm. So, um, you know, a lot of good stories from that and, and, you know, enjoyed my time there. Um, you know, business and, and soccer operations wise. Um, you know, there was the, the planning of trips, the budget oversaw the academy and, and the launch of the DA Academy, which to me is the model for, for USL now and, mm. and player contracts and, 
and then obviously the the bread and butter right what i what i kind of do in my sleep as i say is the is the marketing and, and digital and sales side of things so i was i was blessed with san antonio to to do both of those things and, and oversee the soccer operations and oversee the business operations and um you know had a had a great run there and uh, you know look i think uh for my money you know tim holtz one of the better executives in, in all of soccer not mm. just usl and, and if not learning from him and his knowledge of the league and just everything he passed down to me there's there's certainly no way i would be having any of the the success i guess you could say that that you know i'm having now and and then you know look i, I think phoenix um you know as i always joke around the office and as the owners know and everyone knows i, I don't keep this a secret i Two years ago, you know, we were sitting in San Antonio kind of scratching our heads and making fun of, of the team in Phoenix, right? Because for, to have this market, that amount of fans that they had, not having this, I mean, you know, being able to recruit players to Scottsdale is, is not a difficult thing. And so uh, to see the change uh, with the new ownership, the new branding, Bobby, obviously, uh, Dooley, our, our GM, and he was the COO, and, and just the change that he shepherded and these new owners shepherded before I got here, right? I, I came in and really just built upon the foundation that, that they laid um, was was unbelievable and, and very intriguing to me. And then you throw in Didier into the mix. And so it was it was the right time to leave San Antonio and come here and take that next step. And um, it's actually a, a year uh, come this Friday or Saturday, a year that since I made the move. And so... It's been a, a quick, fun year, and you know I think we've pushed things forward here in Phoenix. I think people thought last year was as good as it gets, and I think we've proven that that's not the case. And I think better things are even ahead. So, um, and here's the same, right? In terms of the roles and responsibilities, and you know, bread and butter is the sales and marketing side of things, and digital and and oversee all that, but still a lot of the stuff on on the player side of things as well, which is something that. Um, you know, I enjoy doing, and I put more on my plate because of it. But that's that's something that um, I've kind of got to have on 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 the uh, the task list is still mm-hmm. the soccer operations side of things. And so, um, look, it's it's been a fun project. It's been two great clubs, two very different clubs. Uh, but I've been blessed to to be part of the league now for for three seasons, and and to me, this league sky is the limit, and and I've really seen it it grow. Uh, on numerous fronts, right from the league front, from the club front, from the player front, um, and and I think it'll continue to go that way. For sure, yeah, and I mean all all signs um, at the very least, especially with D three coming in next year, which is still insane um, to me for sure. I'm sure you guys are still blown away just by the amount of growth that you've seen. You know, not only just with San Antonio and, and not only with Phoenix, obviously. Um, you know, but even just the, the league as a whole, like you said, is, is just absolutely tearing the world up right now. Um, man, what are, you know, what are some things, I guess it's a very unique position for you to be in, in that you've had kind of your hand in just about every department for these clubs in terms of you do the, you know, the marketing, the sales, and you do a little bit of the social. And then, you know, even as far as, you know, player acquisition and things like that, obviously, is that something that's you know unique? You think to to you, or do you think that's a thing where if you were you know with another club, you'd have that opportunity? Is that a unique USL thing? Like what are what are some things where you think, wow, you know, if this was any other league, I wouldn't be able to do this, or you know, someone else would take care of it? And you know, in a way, is that an advantage for you that you know kind of the ins and outs of the whole organization, or is there some disadvantages there? You think? 
No, it's a great question. I think uh, you, your question is spot on. I think it's something I think about daily um, as we chase an MLS franchise here. That's something that certainly won't be able to happen when we go MLS, unfortunately for me. Great for the club, great for the owners, great for everyone involved, great for my uh, employees that, you know, look, we'll be doubling, tripling our staff size. Um, and, and a lot of these, you know, people behind the scenes that don't get as much love as, as they should, right? They, they maybe make me look good. They're the ones doing the work. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be rewarded with some managerial roles, which is, is really exciting for me. But as we go there, right, the roles really change and you really become specialist in, in certain areas because you have to. Um, I think, you know, look, our goal going to, to MLS will be to keep kind of the same feel and the same engagement and same grassroots type feeling because I think that's how we built this club. I think that's how we're going to continue to grow it, and I think that's how we'll have success in MLS. Uh, but obviously the size and, and the structure is going to change. And so that's something I think about and, and why I really want to stay in the USL regardless. And while I'm excited uh, to, to get us a MLS franchise, I'm excited too that we're going to have that USL franchise and D3 franchise because I want to, I want to remain in the USL and, and really work in the league. I think uh, the league's special to me. I think there's a lot of good things going on with the league. And, and I think being able to use your traits and assets all across the board is something the USL really caters to. And so, look, I'm probably a little bit unique uh, in terms of all of those responsibilities and duties, but I've been blessed to have two clubs that believe in my skill sets, but even furthermore, two great leaders above me that, that really have been looking for that kind of right-hand man to help them and, and trust me on, on all of that between Tim and, and Bobby. And those are, to me, you know, two of the best in this league. I'd put them one and two in, in any order, right? And so uh, being able to work under them and, and have them trust me on, on all of those different things is, is great. And I certainly probably wouldn't get that at, at some of the other clubs. And, mm-hmm. and I know there's some clubs out there that maybe I would, but these have been two great situations, two two great uh, GMs or, or whatever you would like to call them, and, and two great ownerships that have, have trusted me to kind of do all the different things right. And I think I think it's an advantage, to be quite frank. Maybe you know, look, like I said, the the relationships with players and agents is probably a little bit different um, in terms of myself. But mm. in terms of if we're talking about business and we're talking about sales, marketing, digital sponsorship, to me there should you know the department silos are, are what kill, um, in, in my opinion, some of the clubs and some of the teams from having success. And, and that's something I make sure to, to point out to the league and even the teams in general that, you know, you have to have all of those departments overlap. It's kind of like a Venn diagram and your salespeople have to know what you're doing marketing wise, your partnerships certainly do. And then the digital is connected to all of it. And if they're not all connected, you're not going to have success. So um, you know, that's how we view it. And, and I don't, and I think that's the way to do it. And I don't have all the answers, but, um, I'd like to think we're, we're having a little success with the way we're doing things. So, uh, that's a long winded way of answering your question, but there are certainly, you know, to me, huge advantages and, in, in, in my flexibility and, and what I'm able to do only could happen in the USL. It could happen in some other leagues, right? Minor league baseball, maybe the G league and the NBA, et cetera. But, um, Certainly, that's that's why I have an affinity and, and why I have a soft spot uh, for USL is is because of what it's allowed me and and my personal and professional growth. Yeah, and I you know it's one of those things where you know you tweeted a good bit as well where and especially um, you know all the guys here on the USL show and and just any media person that I talk to really were also blown away by the. Um, 
I don't know, co- cooperative nature of the league and, and just kind of how everyone seems to have kind of that same goal where it's it's not so much us against all the other teams in the league or anything like that. It's very much, you know, everyone wants the USL to just keep growing and keep getting better to the point where, you know, and I guess we'll segue into it after this, where, you know, you can just go, hey, we should have an all-star game and then just everyone jumps on it. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I think, I think, you know, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're fine. Go for continue, it. But I, uh, I think the USL is, is special in that regards. I think you find that in other leagues. Look, I'll be the first to tell you, uh, at least in, in this shop here. And I, I know I speak for saying we're all competitive, right? Sure. Uh, and we certainly, you know, on the field, we certainly want to beat these teams off the field. We do too. I mean, I, I, you know, we get the sales numbers and marketing numbers and social numbers and partnership numbers. You know, I'm pissed off when we're behind some of these teams and I certainly put a target on, on some of their backs. And there's some things that I hold, you know, close to the vest because I think those are uh, part of me being with that club is that some of that knowledge, right? But I'm also the first guy that, you know, I, it's not good when I turn on games and the stands are empty or, Uh, some of the fields look like they do, et cetera. And so I think we're all in it together in terms of, you know, we want to attract top talent, uh, whether that is business-wise, whether that's on the field. Uh, we want to have a great TV product. We want to have big crowds. We want to have great partners. Uh, and we want to do fun things because it helps everyone, right? I mean, it's a great story to tell. Uh, and I think that's how we, we push the envelope, right? The, the, the seas raise all the ships. And I think that's really the special, you know, part of this. I've, I've talked to a different clubs, a couple clubs already today about some things on a marketing digital standpoint that they wanted to pick my brain about. So I think that's the beauty of this league is just the accessibility of everybody and everybody willing to, to share ideas and thoughts and, um, you know, the text messages that go back and forth between teams during games even or, or during the weeks about other teams or things that are going on. It's certainly unique to this league, and, and I think that's something that um, happens because all the teams are kind of in the same boat in terms of size of staff and the hours that are put in and, and difficulty of um, – you know, attracting fans and partners and, and current markets, right? Now, every market's a little different and, and, and some situations are different from the MLS2 teams, but, um, you know, it's there. It's there from a, a team operations and get side of things, right? The guys that are playing the trips, going to the hotels, we, you know, I'm not in that group anymore, but I still talk to all those guys and check in on how they're doing and try to help them when they come here to make their lives easier. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I think that is super unique and something great about the league is everybody wants to see this thing succeed and, and wants to find ways to elevate the level of, of everything in the league from ticket sales to, to partnerships, to the mm-hmm. quality of the fields, the stadiums, to the players in the league. And, and I think we've done that. We have work to do. Like I'll be the, I'll be the first one to say, and I preach this a lot a lot of the numbers look good. Well, we've added teams, right? Mm. Uh, and I think, you know, I think some, some of you guys turn on the TV and the crowds aren't quite as good at some of the places that they have been in the past. And that's a combination of factors. Um, we, we need that to be better. And, and then there's been some hits and we got to make sure that that stays strong. So, mm. uh, you know, overall the number is great, but you know, you take out a couple of those teams and it doesn't look so good. So it's certainly something we're all in this together and want to grow this together and, you know, it's something we do when, you know, when we go on the road and Didier goes, you know, we, we, we try to give them a heads up so they can promote it and market it, but we also mm-hmm. don't want them promoting it if he's, he's not going to be there and they feel like they let their fans down. And, mm-hmm. um, so there's, you know, there's all sorts of different things, but I think it's great for, for everybody when the league's having success and other clubs are having success. Sure. Yeah. And even, you know, like I think starting out, 
in in USL just covering Bethlehem three years ago now, which is crazy to me. Um, and he's going to hate me for, for dropping his name, but uh, I think a mutual friend of ours, Kyle Kepner, reached out. And he could have very easily been like, oh, you know, don't do anything. And, you know, he was one of those people that guided me personally in just terms of here's what you should do, you know, to be successful. And I, I try to instill that kind of cooperative nature in everybody because really, you know, there's there's no point in being super close to the vest, you know, especially if you don't work for a team. <laughs> especially, Correct. Yeah. You know, well, even in, if you do, in, in right? my side of things. And even if you do, like, and, you know, like you said, it's one of those things where, you know, if we play them in a game, I'm obviously not going to wish them success in terms of beating my club. But if they need something or have ideas or want a sounding board or anything like that off of it, you know, it's, it's not going to do you any good or it's not going to do me any good or really anybody involved in the league any good if we just kind of don't help out or just kind of go about our business ourselves or be selfish about anything. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things, especially covering an MLS 2 side and seeing how the MLS sometimes works in, in the same capacity, it's not as cooperative. And I think you can see kind of the um, genuine, like, happiness throughout this league is just so much different than, I think, any other league in the in the country in almost any sport, really. No, I agree. And, and like I said, it exists at, at all levels, from team admins to GMs to... You know, it's funny, I think you had tweeted about Jose Bot. I mean, look, it's there with the social and the PR right. guys, right? Yep. Uh, before I even got here, I knew of Jose because Preston and Antonio was so close to Jose and they had such a good relationship and would help each other. Um, it's there with the players. Look, the players in this league love each other. Uh, they're very close. They're all going through the same grind. They all have the same goals. And so it's, it's very much a... Um, a tight knit family, and and uh, you know we like to see people in the USL have success, right? I think everybody was really excited for James when when he went to Orlando City. The same mm-hmm. thing when a PR person or a ticket sales person, you know, bumps up to MLS. If that's their ambition, or same with players, right? Sebastian Abiaga, you know, with NYCFC had him in same. Great, you know, very excited for him. And so, look, if if somebody's ambition is to go higher than USL, I don't blame them. Uh, whether that's media, whether that's a blogger, whether that's PR, whether that's a player, whether that's a coach. Um, but I think there's something about beautiful, uh, you know, about USL. And I think if you embrace that, you make the best of it. And, and that's something you want to do. You can have a really good career, enjoyable time uh, being in USL and growing it. Can, and I think the arrow's, you know, pointing up. And so sure. for me, USL is my cup of tea. It's great. The MLS stuff's fun. Uh, you know, get a little touch of it in the preseason with us putting mm. on the preseason event. And, and certainly I want to bring MLS to Phoenix for, for our fans, for our club, for our owners. And, uh, you know, we're doing everything that we can uh, on our end to make that happen. Um, but me personally, you know, look, I, I love the USL. I watch the USL games. Of course, I watch, you know, the MLS games on Sundays or if yeah. we're not playing. But if there's a USL game on and an MLS game on, uh, if I can't watch both, I'm watching the USL game. And so... <laughs> Uh, you know that that's where I'm at, but but certainly you know everybody roots for everybody in this league in terms of getting to their end goal and, and where they want to go and, and giving them those tools to get there. I suppose we've we've teased it long enough, and I, I felt like asking you a bunch of not All Star Game related questions just because the opportunities for me to talk to someone in your position up until now and probably after this, just because everyone will hear it and be like, this guy's crazy. We'll uh we'll be slim. Um, that being said, you did pitch the idea of a USL uh, All-Star game, and I think we were recording last night when you kind of tweeted out your manifesto. Um, yeah, what would you guys think? Well, so I didn't I, – I looked it over, but it was after the part 
where gotcha. you know we were we were already talking about it, so I, I wasn't able to kind of shoehorn it in there. Um, I guess for people that don't know or, or that you know might not be on Twitter and, and things like that, because I often forget that people aren't on Twitter. Um, you know, what's the logistics looking like in terms of how you want to set this thing up? Yeah, so obviously, look, the home run derby was going on last night in baseball. It's it's All Star <laughs> weekend uh, for baseball and MLS. You know, weekend or week is coming up as yep. as we all migrate down to Atlanta for league meetings on D2 and D3 and, and everything and, and MLS meetings. And so, you know, with all that going on, uh, it really just clicked in my head that why don't we have this for USL? And, and look, I, I and you know, I thought of this even in 2016. I don't think we were in a place to do it in 2016. Uh, but, uh, and maybe not even in 2018, but we're talking 2019 next year. And I think that this league, uh, is in a place where we can have our own, you know, all-star game. I think the the media coverage is there. I think the media interest is there. I think there are enough great facilities in this league now, uh, to have it and rotate it. I think there's enough fan bases that would support it. And, and most importantly, I, I think, uh, there's enough great players in this league, both domestic and international to showcase them. And, and when you talk to our guys and you talk, you know, look, these guys get really, really excited about team of the week, goal of the week, all that stuff. I know it seems trivial and it's for the fans and it's getting website clicks for USL and all that great stuff, right? Those are ancillary benefits, but these guys care. Um, you know, when they don't make team of the week or something happens, you know, you'll see our guys tweet about it or stick up for something that matters to them. Um, and, and so to think that in all our game wouldn't matter to them or that's something that they they don't want um it's crazy they want it you know that's a that's a great opportunity a great honor um it would be a great chance to play with other great players in this league that you know they either have never played with but want to maybe have played with in the past um and furthermore it's a showcase right i mean look yes of course and we're getting calls from MLS teams and play, you know, the more and more MLS teams and front offices and international teams are watching the USL and watching our players and, and trying to uh, sign those players. Um, but it could be better. And if we have a game with all the best players in the league, you can bet the teams that do their due diligence are going to come and, and watch and, and check that out or scout it. And so to me, it's about showcasing the players. That's number one. Number two, it's, it's for the fans. I think, you know, growing the game with, with the fan bases, the East and the West. I'm not going to lie to you. I know nothing about Bethlehem steel. I know they're in the <laughs> East. I know they're Philly. I know a couple of good players, right. Uh, when we're scouting them to, to sign them, but the East and West are two different leagues, except for one night in November. Correct. Uh, and, and we've got to change that. And, and I think this is step one in that. So mm-hmm. I think it's a chance to bring all the great fan bases together. Look, the, the, the model is built on the host team and the home team. Um, you know, really selling the game. I don't think we're going to get a ton of fans from other markets. I think it'd be great if all the teams gave away a couple of tickets and a trip or maybe sponsors could, but look, realistic, we're going to get a hundred, 200 fans from other markets. So it's based off the, the home team market. Uh, but it's great for the fans. I think it'd be great content for USL. I think it'd be great exposure for USL. This is something we can, you know, get a TV contract for, um, obviously ESPN plus, but you know, ESPN news is doing games now, right? If it's a Tuesday or Wednesday night in the right time slot, I'm sure we can get it. So that, that, that's the basis of it. Now, next year, you know, to be determined, to be announced, to be figured out, right. As we move down the road of expansion, you know, by my count, I think we're at 37 teams, maybe it's 38. I don't know. I can't keep track anymore, which is a great problem to have. Um, you know, look, if, if we do go to East central West, it's not going to be as easy as East West. 
Um, but that's fine. I think, you know, uh, and I'm sure you're going to ask the question to me, it's, it's two 20 man teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 20, 20, you know, two, whether it's a blue and white team, whether we have two captains, Didier Drogba's team and Joe Cole's team and they're the mm-hmm. captains and we do a live, mm-hmm. you know, we do a live draft. Who's not watching that on Facebook. Right. Right. Um, or, or maybe we draw a line on the map ahead of time and it's this side, this side, whatever. It's two 20 man teams. I think it's, you know, every team, say we have 38 teams or 37 teams gets a guy in. And then I think the rest of the slots are, are fan votes. Uh, and I think to get the guys on the teams, I think it's the players, it's it's the media, and it's um, the managers, the coaches that are voting for those guys to make sure we get the right guys in. And then the last two or three, four spots are are fan voted. So I think that's that's how it works. Twenty men, you start eleven, you can sub nine guys on. And and to me, I think it uh, would be a hell of a game, and I think it would be uh, something the players and something I know our players, I know the San Antonio players who texted me, I know. Some of the real Monarchs guys who retweeted it. The players yeah. want this. So anyone who right. tells you what are the players going to think about play- It's an extra game. Yeah, it's an extra game, but they're playing with all the best players in the league and getting exposure and getting to, you know, go to Scottsdale, Arizona, or San Antonio, or Louisville City, or, you know, wherever the heck we host this, LA. Um, and so, to me, it's, it's a no-brainer for all involved. Yeah. And that's really, I think, Maybe like the the biggest thing as as far as what I was excited about is because like you said, really other than what I think Red Bull two played Los Dos this year. Yeah, RSL played Tampa. Uh, yeah, so last I mean, year in San Antonio, we scheduled at Tampa, and look, you can do that, but it's right. it's it's rare, right? Right, right, and it's it's a cost thing. I know. I think last year Bethlehem were offered the Whitecaps too, and that didn't that didn't work out. So I mean, it's it's something that the league seems to be getting a little more comfortable with, especially you know, like we wouldn't have seen a marquee matchup like Tampa and RSL uh, Monarchs, you know, this season, obviously. But it's one of those things, like you said, where it's one game a year, pretty much, that's cross conference. Um, and I think that's something that needs to be a little more prevalent in the league. And I know it's hard because you have two conferences and there's like 900 teams right now. Um, you know, but I think really just seeing that kind of East versus West and a little bit of bragging rights, I'm sure a ton of guys would get up for that, like you said. So, yeah, and I think it just it's it's a it's a great platform to, to put all the best players on one field, right? How many Bethlehem fans know about Solomon Asante? Right. I'm gonna say not many. <laughs> the whole Western right. Conference knows about him, right? Um, you know, Corey Burke. Like, I look, I could go on and on. Our fans sure. don't know about some of the players I watch in the East, and so to me, to get all those guys together, you can do a skills competition the night before, which I think okay. would be a lot of fun. And um, you know, look, that's that's probably a something on the ball in terms of um, dribbling around cones and, and a speed challenge. I think it's a crossbar challenge. And I think it's probably some sort of, you know, shooting target challenge and maybe a foot tennis tournament or something to that extent. Right. And then yeah. you have the game the the next day. And, and it's, you know, to me it's, um, and it's feasible, right? Everyone's saying, well, I don't think you understand. No, trust me. I understand. I've booked <laughs> the flights. I, I know how it works. Um, every league in America whether it's single A baseball, double, they all have an all-star game. Um, and so I, I think it's time for us to do it. It's there, There's cost, right? Uh, but if you get the right market to host it, they can offset those costs pretty easily with sponsorship of the game, sponsorship on the on the jerseys. The league has a great partner in Capelli that can provide the jerseys. We slap a sponsor on the front of all the jerseys that, that we sell, and it's the, you know, 
X USL Fan Show All Star Game, right? Yep. Um, presented by X, right? So sponsorship money and then the ticket revenue. It offsets the cost, uh, and it's great for the league. So trust me, it can work that way. It's just a matter of you know getting that groundswell of momentum, and and then it's you know to me it's the most difficult part of it is the scheduling of it. Uh, look, I, I I also understand that a lot of these teams have dates and. Uh, weekends that work best in their market and there's some conflicts of scheduling. So to get the league to go dark for a couple of days is tough. Uh, but I think if, you know, we do it on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and we just don't have midweek games that week, we can still do games Saturday, Saturday, and you're missing one player, but it's your best player and the team you're playing is missing their best player too. So uh, they'll be back in time for the game and, you know, say they play 45 minutes, they were going to train for an hour and a half anyway. So uh, I think to me, that's probably the toughest part of it is, just getting it on the calendar and going dark um, for that week. But I still think you could do Saturday and Saturday games and just not have week weekday games if you do it on a Tuesday or Wednesday night and the players will still be back in time for the game. Um, so I think that's the toughest part of it. Certainly, it's not the finance part of it, and it's not the player's willingness to do it. And I certainly think the league would be on board from an exposure standpoint. So um, to me, I think I think it needs to happen. It's just it's just going to cost you guys too much money to send all of us on the USL show out is really the problem. Yeah, we might have to do a GoFundMe <laughs> for that part. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, all right. No promises there. Fair enough, fair we enough. We can do a media game, though. You know, we'll do I, a media game before the real game. I, I listen, think all of man, you guys I, will fly out for that. I, I, I pitched it as a, as, an idea, as a joke, basically, but the more I'm thinking about it and the more promises I get that no one will be able to watch it, the better I think of an idea it is. So. I, well, hey, I know Kepner's in. I know some of the guys in oh, San Antonio Kepner's would be in. in. I, I'm, honestly, that, hey. I'm, just, I'm just looking to nutmeg Jake Edwards real quick. <laughs> I don't think it'll happen. I think he's, uh, uh, we'll do a front, we'll do a we'll but... do a front office versus media game before yeah. before the uh, the real all stars get on the field. For sure, no for sure. And listen, if we need the pad stats to make it happen, I think we can accommodate. Um, Agreed. Sam, you you sound like a man with a plan. Um, I hope it comes to fruition, and I hope that uh, I get to I get to watch that all unfold and all happen. Um, thank you so, so much for your time, for your, your discussion on your experience in the league and all that fun stuff in the all-star game. Um, it has been right. a pleasure and, uh, I'm sure we'll talk sometime in the near future for sure. No, I appreciate it. And, and certainly, uh, appreciate you guys on the USL show, you as well, all the media members that, that don't think they're making a difference, but, but they are, I know it's not a, an easy gig. It takes time. It's not the most lucrative thing in the world, but uh, trust me when I say all the teams know. I, I know team employees listen, players know about it, coaches uh, know about it and care about it, and it's certainly important in helping uh, raise the profile of the league as a collective. So thanks to all you guys, all the podcasts that are out there, all the, the blogs and articles. They, they certainly uh, do make a difference, and, and hopefully we'll all continue to, to grow together. And, uh, look, I look forward to hopefully uh, speaking with you soon. Uh, about some Phoenix Rising news and success, and then and hopefully some sort of All Star game announcement. Okay, all right, I'll uh, I'll pen you down for it for sure. Perfect. Thank you for the time. Take care. No problem. You too.